to On Brand Brides. I'm your host, Song King. That's song like you sing and king like of the north. And like Jon Snow, my guest is no stranger to the cold. (laughs) But before I introduce her, a little housekeeping. Whether this is your first time listening or not, if you enjoy it, then please do me a favor and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, especially those of you listening on Spotify, because my metrics show that most of my listeners are on Spotify, yet I don't have enough ratings for them to be publicly shown. So help a girl out, leave five stars, and tell me your favorite episode so far in the review. Okay, let's get into it. I met Kelly at a dinner party that she and her husband Brian were hosting, and let me tell you, they are outstanding hosts. I was helping myself to generous second, probably third portions, and the wine pairing was just spot on. So spot on, in fact, that even though we spent a good majority of the night talking about their winter wedding, I hardly remember any details other than thinking that this wedding is so on brand, I have to have them on the podcast. So here we are. Kelly Bartlett, welcome to On Brand Brides. Thanks, Song. I'm really happy to be here. I had a ton of fun with you at that dinner party. Yeah, I, um, I've i told so many people about that dinner party since, like trying to get people to do the same thing. We want to host the same kind of things at our place. Um, we just had one recently with uh, my parents and our in-laws and my brother and his boyfriend. Um, I think you'd be proud. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We uh, really seem to glom on to people who like food and wine because that might be my favorite hobby is to eat. Yes. Yes. Honestly, same girl. (laughs) So Kelly, you and Brian really actually remind me a lot of me and Adam. You two love to entertain um, and you guys are like super adventurous. In your own words, how would you describe your brand? Um, I think... So hmm, this is kind of a hard question. I know this is the thing I should have prepared for. Um, So I'll try my best. Um, Basically, I really like to just try new things Mm -hmm. and do new things. And I get bored pretty easily. And so um, that's I have like project based work that helps. I travel a lot. And my husband also likes to do Um, the same things as me, whether it's try new recipes Mm -hmm. or travel or try new sports and and the like. And, um, and so, yeah, I just like to put myself out there. And if you're not kind of pushing yourself, then life is a little bit too boring. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I, think that you two seemed like a match made in heaven. Um, (laughs) You guys just like seem to have like all of the same, um, what's it called? Hobbies and passions and everything like that. Can you tell the audience a little bit about how you guys met? Yeah, I kind of talk about my husband a lot. It's a little bit annoying probably (laughs) um, because he basically is perfect. (laughs) Well, I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we met skiing. Um, I kind of always tell people just do the things you love and you will find people who are Um, like-minded. And I had um, a friend, an old friend from high school and college who had moved to Seattle um, before I moved there. And then a couple months after I moved there, he invited me up to um, the local ski mountain. They were having this party. And he's like, you don't know any of the people that are going to be there, but they're great people. You should come. It'll be fun. And um, 
uh, one of those people is my now husband. And so we had, yeah, we had a great time. And I think we literally were sitting on a chairlift the first time we talked. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. That's so. that's so cute. So I did allude a little bit earlier in the intro how you guys had a winter wedding. Um, can you kind of explain what that really means? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, the reason we had a winter wedding mm-hmm. was, I mean, besides the fact that it ties in nicely to how we met. Um, Which is already the uh, cutest my... thing. Like, if that was the <laughs> only reason, I feel like that would be acceptable. <laughs> that would be enough. Well, so my husband has lots of really good mottos, and I'll th- you'll hear about a few of them today. Um, one of them was, you only have one wedding, but you have many honeymoons. Mm. And when do you want to get out of Dodge? And by Dodge, I mean gray, rainy Seattle. <laughs> um, so um, February is a great time to leave Seattle. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, people like to go on trips or to the beach or whatever for, for their um, their did I say honeymoons? I meant anniversary. You don't have many honeymoons. You have many anniversaries. You know what? Sorry. It's funny because it definitely, I didn't even realize you said that. I knew what you meant. <laughs> and I also did have multiple uh, honeymoons. So. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, some people have multiple honeymoons. Um, but anyway, so you have multiple anniversaries. Yes. Um, yeah. So then um, it, everything just kind of started falling into place and it made total sense once we kind of locked in on that um, and it, everything flowed really easy once we made that decision. I wish I kind of had considered that because our wedding is like a week before my birthday and I'm a big birthday girl. So definitely did not plan that very well. (laughs) Yeah. You can't have two back-to-back trips probably. Yeah. Now it's just like a really large combined trip. But anyways, a story for another time. Back to your wedding. (laughs) What was your vision for the wedding going into it? Yeah. So um, we really just wanted to have, well, first of all, we wanted it to be intimate. Yeah. Um, and secondly, our kind of concept for what the party was going to be was we wanted it to be a big dinner party. Mm-hmm. You talked earlier about how we really like to cook and we really yeah. like to throw dinner parties. And so um, it felt just very natural natural and fitting for that to kind of be the, the vibe. Mm-hmm. And actually, before we decided to have the wedding on the mountain and like do the whole ski thing, we were looking around some of our favorite restaurants in Seattle and talking about just like renting out an entire restaurant and doing something like that. And it just kind of, it wasn't feeling right. It wasn't clicking. Um, And I don't actually know what switched us over to the ski mountain idea. Um, But then once we did, it was, um, it was obvious, like we should have thought of that from the very beginning. Um, but yeah, there was a wedding, um, but it really was a big dinner party and then a ski party that followed. How much of it was, um, like ski themed? Like, did you ski down the aisle? (laughs) Um, I, we wanted to, we actually tried to make an arrangement to have the, the wedding up on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, the mountain where we got married didn't do winter weddings historically. And so they didn't really have the infrastructure and the, kind of the management they didn't really have their um shit together excuse my language um and so I just didn't really want to deal with um what they were proposing um how it would go and so we found a very large um home basically like a 15,000 square foot home that is mountainside and we did everything in there and so the wedding itself was inside this home um, and there were ski elements to it, like our party favors or whatever were 
beer koozie, like knitted beer koozies and our guest book was um, my dear friend made. Um, she bought these 1920s Paulson's like antique skis and had them refinished, had our um, monogram like emblazoned in there. And then people signed those for our guest book. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Uh, so, yeah. So that's like really on the nose ski. And then, of course, we had a shot ski with another family <laughs> member like, you know, personalized yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But then the actual skiing came in the next day when we all um, went up on the mountain in costumes and my wedding dress and whatnot. So you did ski in your wedding dress? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you're going to share photos afterwards. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, I had like, I had a ball gown, like I was skiing in a ball gown. Yeah. I think I saw some photos and your dress wasn't white. It was blush, light pink. Yeah. Yeah. That was important to me once we decided to get married in the snowy you know, landscape. Um, and so I was between, there's this local designer in Seattle mm -hmm. and, um, she had this ice blue dress. Oh, okay. and then there was this dress that I landed on, um, which was blush and both, you know, would stand out from the snow. And, um, one was $10,000 and one was $500. Oh my God. And so I was like, let's just go with the $500 one. I'm yeah. going to ski in it. So how involved were you in planning the the wedding itself, um, in all the details? Um, well, quite involved. <laughs> um, I kind of did everything. <laughs> um, I did everything up until that day. And then right. I hired help to do the day of stuff okay. so I could enjoy the day. Um, it, this sounds crazy, but um, we catered our own wedding and including making our wedding cakes. Oh my God. Wait, how... When did you even find time to do that? I don't know. I, I have like <laughs> bent the, you know, space time continuum or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, I had mentioned we had like had been looking into the restaurants in Seattle mm -hmm. and the like, but when we decided to get married on a mountain in, you know, semi-rural North Idaho, it, yeah. it's like no amount of money could buy you the amount, the quality of food that we wanted for this kind of a dinner party. So mm -hmm. We um, developed a recipe that kind of mimicked one of our favorite dishes from a local Seattle restaurant. Okay. Um, which was a lasagna. So it sounds really <sighs> basic, but we did everything from we ground our own meat to we, um, you know, made our own homemade pasta. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, I mean, the whole thing. And we tested and tested and tested for months. And we actually were sitting at the bar of the restaurant on this one last attempt to figure out what, why we couldn't get it quite right. And we were, mm -hmm. we're eating this shared plate of lasagna and we're kind of picking at it and looking at it. And the server comes up and he goes, I'm, I'm sorry, is everything okay? Like it looked like we were finding a bug in there or something. Um, and, and then we explained to him that we were trying to uh, replicate this in our own kitchen. And he sent the chef out to talk to us and he gave us like the one technique, the thing we weren't doing and it changed everything and it like locked it in. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. Okay. So besides lasagna, like you said you're catering the whole thing. Did you do any of the cooking or? So lasagna, as you know, can be made ahead of time. And yeah. so we made trays and trays and trays of it. Like we went to the restaurant supply store and got the proper like restaurant size um, you know, trays and everything. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> I stored them in the freezer at my office. <laughs> 
because nobody uses the freezer right. at work. And so we had this whole huge freezer and I stored it in there. Um, and then we transported it by it, like in dry ice to get oh across, like, because it's like a six hour drive um, and stored that. And then everything else I like ordered locally from um, like the produce vendor and stuff. We did um, Lacinato kale, Caesar salad okay. and um and um bread what did I do for bread oh we found um in Spokane which is kind of the nearest city Mm -hmm. we found a decent baker and and got a you know a variety of baguette and bread and stuff and we ordered um a bunch of salami and cheese and all sorts of charcuterie from fig preserves you know all the stuff that goes on a nice charcuterie and um fresh sliced it all and that was like a whole table um and then the cakes was a whole other animal. Yeah. But. What made you, I guess, want to do everything instead of offloading some of that work? Um, in part because we really were leaning into this. It's a big dinner party. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not – to me, I don't throw dinner parties where I outsource the cooking. Like that's my love is cooking. Um, and then I, I think I had mentioned before that um, no amount of money could buy you good enough food out in this area. <laughs> so I like it. We It was really important to us to have good food and um, we could control the standard that way. You're probably the first I've ever heard of like going that far. When I say I planned everything on my wedding, that is not what I meant at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like the cake, the lasagna, all of this stuff can be made in advance, right? So like how much coordination were you having to do once you were actually there? So I hired a, a wedding planner that I kept abreast of like my planning leading oh, up to the wedding. And then she and her assistant were on site during the wedding. And then um, I had some gracious family members who, you know, put the lasagnas in the oven and then um, served them. Yeah. Were people served or was it kind of being served more buffet style? It was more buffet style. Okay. Um the charcuterie board, which was the entire length of like the 12 foot um, dining table was just out. <sighs> I love And that. so I think people thought that was the dinner because it was <laughs> so robust. Um, and then lasagna and um, kale Caesar and bread and all the stuff started coming out and they, people were like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. So how much of like a ceremony, how much time did you spend on the wedding part? Like in the actual execution of the ceremony? Yeah. In the actual execution, was it like a big to do or was it kind of like a smaller little thing and you're like let's just get to the eating well so we didn't have a bridal party and our kind of philosophy around this was when you're only inviting 65 people Mm -hmm. they are your dearest closest friends and family and it feels like you would just have them all stand up there with you because they would all be your bridesmaids and groomsmen and so we didn't have like a big processional type deal mm-hmm. um, walking down the aisle thing. We just asked everyone to sit down. Um, Brian's really good friend from childhood, who's one of the funniest humans we know, um, was um, officiating the wedding. Nice. And so he walked down and then um, Brian walked down and stood on this little stage thing we made. And then um, we had this song play that for like a minute and a half and mm-hmm. what I, was the song? I kind of <laughs> well so if I, I can pronounce the band name I can't pronounce the song name okay <laughs> um but I also remember hearing you about your wedding and your story where you had like this vision in your mind of like the suspense building mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and like how people would perceive the moment yeah um in 
my mind, this was like building like this emotional suspense and it yeah. was like, you know, kind of mysterious. And then I would come out at the big, like the big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure none of it went over that way. Cause I also don't <laughs> think I went out at the right mark, but the song was from Sear Rose, which is like an Icelandic rock band. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's a little bit goofy, but it's really beautiful. They like play electric guitar with like a bow. Oh, okay. Like a violin bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was what I walked down the aisle to. It's all very short. Nobody probably remembers any of it. But, <laughs> but it, you do. It kind of meant something to me and Brian. It was um, one of those songs that was like really present when we were first, you know, falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I love that. Did you have like a first dance or anything as well? We did. We, um, so the song is by Maurice and the Zodiacs. It's um, people probably know it from Dirty Dancing. Okay. It's Stay. Um, I'm going to like really embarrass. Sing it. I'm going to really embarrass myself. I'm going to like sing a little snippet just so you know, but it's the, no, I can't do it. Do it, do it. <laughs> no, you just have to play a little snippet when you like. No, it's copyrighted. I can't. You have oh, to you can't. Can you link to it? I almost stepped over that ledge and then I can't record that for all posterity right, all right we'll see I'll, I'll circle back to this at the end and we'll see okay <laughs> oh my gosh okay wait so I know we're talking about a little all the ceremony stuff but I want to talk again about the skiing that you did afterwards and the costumes tell me about that because it sounds so fun yeah so we asked people we were kind of disappointed that the ceremony and the whole ordeal wasn't up on the mountain mm-hmm. um and so we really wanted to make sure we had a planned event that was up there. And so, um, Brian wore, um, a kind of a different suit because his suit was like a bazillion times more expensive than my dress. Um, (laughs) so he wore kind of like, Oh, whatever suit. And and then I wore, um, then I wore my dress and we asked people to wear costumes or at least a onesie or something. Mm -hmm. And so, um, even people who weren't skiing just bought foot tickets and came up the the chairlift and so at the time there was this little like beer shack that was up there there's like you know fancy lodges and places bars and things that Mm -hmm. people can eat at at the mountain but there's like this little just like dirty beer shack and so we all (laughs) kind of like glommed around that and everyone got beers and got drinks Mm and um somebody brought the shot ski up and we kind of messed around there and um had fun and um, drank and took pictures and everything. And then, so one of my criteria for my photographer is that he or she could snowboard or ski. Yeah, that's a good one. And so, <laughs> so our photographer came up with, you know, super expensive equipment. He hadn't really <laughs> snowboarded in a couple of years, I think, cause he lives in New York now. I see. Um, but he like skied around with us and we, I mean, we full on skied with the group and people kind of trailing behind us um and got some really cool photos I bet I can't even imagine like the people who were on the mountain that were not part of your like wedding just seeing you guys like seeing you in your dress which which mountain were you at again uh it's called Schweitzer Mountain in Sandpoint Idaho yeah we were kind of famous that weekend (laughs) because we were there for five days and after that we just all the remaining paraphernalia from the wedding whether it was boutonnieres and stuff we were sticking them in our helmets and everything and (laughs) people were like they're like hey it's you guys and you know kind of calling us out all weekend it was really fun I also love that you got married somewhere where you go all the time because I'm sure like I mean you you said you're there now right aren't you yeah we um my husband and I have the good fortune of being able to work remotely and so we rented um just a little studio condo up on this mountain for the entire ski season 
and we're working during the week, squeezing out a few weekday runs when we can. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're here on the weekends and my um, brother and his wife and a bunch of our good friends are up here a lot. And so, um, yeah, it's just like packed full of skiing and it just has become a really integral part of, um, of our life. It's really, it's really neat and kind of a theme that goes through um, from beginning um, from the beginning of our relationship. It's so cool to kind of like revisit the place where it all started and you got married and stuff. Um, since you got married in like a house, have you actually like tried renting that house at all or visiting it since then? Um, well, I ski by it every day oh, okay. um, <laughs> because it's like on the ski out trail from, from where I'm at right now. Um, the condo I'm sitting in right now is about the size of the bathroom. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was a beautiful place. Um, it, and it was funny because most, um, most rentals won't let you do a party. And so I, that rental was not an exception. They forbade <laughs> parties. Um, but I got a hold of the owner and mm-hmm. made an appeal. And I was like, I'll give you a, you know, more security deposit or, or whatever you want. And I kind of explained the whole situation and, mm-hmm. um, and she was open to it and it worked out well. And That's I think awesome. the only damage we caused is the toilet paper holder got kind of ripped out of the wall. Oh. But one of my childhood friends is a carpenter and he like patched it all up and like, oh, wow. <laughs> no one was the wiser. Oh my God. <laughs> so nice. Always invite your uh, carpenter friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just like so intrigued on like the logistics that you had to do to make your wedding happen. And a lot of it sounds like, you know, you were drawing on past experience from entertaining guests, from having these other dinner parties. What are your secrets to entertaining? Yeah, we really tried to make a lot of little nice touches for people. Um, When I entertain, I kind of have this philosophy that you want to anticipate everything that could go wrong or be awkward or uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. solve for that ahead of time. Um, And if somebody notices, then it's too late. If mm-hmm. you feel underappreciated because nobody noticed things, then that mm-hmm. means you did it right. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit thankless. So some people who, you know, kind of want praise for all that planning, that's that's not the objective. Yeah. Um, it's kind of um, a sick obsession. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean, we try to do all sorts of little details where like even in all the the bathrooms that were in the ceremony and party area, we had everything from the little wispies, you know, to wipe off like the little mini toothbrushes to oh, yeah. wipe off your wine stains and um, and floss and um, That's so thoughtful. breath fresheners and, and like... Um, when people showed up, we had the our little party favor were hand-knitted... Um, the koozies. Uh, beer koozies. Mm-hmm. Beer koozies, yeah. And um, which I did not do. I don't know how to knit. <laughs> I honestly expected you to say you knitted them all. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could say that. Um, and then also just we had guest um, like package arrival things for people. So everything from and th- this is pretty standard um, that people do this for their weddings, like maps and area um, mm-hmm. information and little local treats and um as well as, you know, the essentials like hot cocoa mix and uh, peppermint schnapps and, you know, the basics. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, we arranged for transportation. I know you talked about this about your wedding um, as well. We, we arranged transfer, transfer, I can't talk, transportation <laughs> for people who weren't staying in the house with us or across the street at the, the um, village lodge. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just kind of took the pressure off people and allowed people to cut loose and, yeah. you know, 
have a drink and not have to feel like they had to drive down the mountain unsafely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, do you have other examples of things that you tried to anticipate might go wrong that you solved for? Well, actually I'm going to tell you something that I didn't anticipate. Ooh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, any brides getting married at elevation (gasps) should know (laughs) that, um, and if you're not making your own cake, hopefully you you convey this to your baker. Mm -hmm. Um, so our cakes were multi-tiered and they had, um, I used fondant. Mm-hmm. covering over the Swiss meringue buttercream, but that just like yeah. kind of helps it when you have to make it a day or two in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, the air pressure changes when you go up in elevation mm-hmm. and the fondant like had these bubbles grow out of them and they look like these huge, it was super weird. I had to <laughs> pop them with a pin and like smooth it down. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess that's the back of the cake. And I was like trying to cover <laughs> it up with the ribbon and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I made the cakes at about 1500 feet of elevation and brought them up to 4,000 feet or more of elevation. Yeah. And it just never occurred to me that that was going to be something. So yeah. anyone getting married in the mountains, uh, elevation matters. That's, that is definitely something you would just not think about and then probably not be able to solve for until it's too late and like your cakes collapsed or bubbled or whatever yeah. it is. I don't think anybody noticed though. And um, we had cake for like 200 people, but we okay. had 65 people. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just because they had to be balanced. I needed the different flavors that I made. And I see. It was more about having the cakes and less about <laughs> it actually being, con- you know, aligned to the amount of people that we'd be feeding. Yeah. You really did not make things easy for yourself, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was funny. I was flipping through my old um uh like Facebook and Instagram when we were before we got on this mm-hmm. and I saw a post from the two days before the wedding when I was making the cake and it said something like 54 eggs and seven pounds of butter and <laughs> you know whatever I was doing yeah. at the time to pull that off. Um but yeah. Oh, I, something we haven't touched on, but I, um, I wanted to call out cause yeah. I feel like it was one of the things that really made the whole thing like extra special. Mm-hmm. Um, so both of my parents, um, have passed and my mm-hmm. mom actually passed a few weeks before our wedding, oh my gosh, which was I'm just sorry. like pretty tragic and obviously distracting. But mm-hmm. when we were going through her home leading up to the wedding, I found this old box of her old wedding stuff (gasps) and it was my colors. No, it was blush and gold. Oh my God. And, um, and so our cake table had the silver wine goblets from their wedding cake table. It had the cake napkins with their wedding date on it. And yeah. And, um, the, so the the tie that my brother was wearing mm-hmm. for walking me down the aisle was made from the tartan the the Irish tartan that was covering my dad's casket at his funeral. Oh my god! And my friends who are amazing um, found or got from a family member a picture of my parents' wedding picture and they put it on a locket on my bouquet. Oh my. God, so many levels of cuteness right now. I love that. That's so special. And those are like the really cool details that 
mean so much to you and really do make everything just a little bit more special, but maybe not a detail that your guests will even notice, but because it's like so special to you, I think it's just like so cool. Yeah. It was really like a nice way to um, commemorate what was otherwise kind of a bit of a tragic situation. Um, And it really, I don't know, it just made it, um, it turned it around. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that for you. Um, not to change it to a negative note, but <laughs> do you have any like regrets from your planning, like whether it be taking on too much or just things that you put time into that didn't end up mattering? There were a couple things that I assumed would get done to my standards. Mm-hmm. I told you that I had hired somebody and then there was a handful of friends and family who were um, doing some things yes. um, on the day of that bothered me, but guaranteed nobody else noticed. Yeah. Oh, I I definitely relate to this. Yeah. Things like where the speaker was placed, like (laughs) one of one of the speakers, you know, small stuff like that. Or like my husband had his boutonniere on for our photos, but then it was taken off afterwards because there were several hours and they just kind of want to preserve it. And there were boutonnieres for all the other men, um, whether it was our friend who's the officiant or my brother and different people. And they never got put on them oh what that I was like where were they like just in the (laughs) fridge yes (laughs) um and so that kind of bothered me in in part just because you know I wanted them to wear them that's why I had them um but our super super duper talented friend who was our florist made them and they were beautiful and so I feel like they went unused and that kind of made me sad um because she did such an over-the-top beautiful job with with the flowers getting flowers in february you don't have your pick of the litter right with varietals (laughs) so she did an amazing job oh and nobody got to see it did at least brian have his on um i don't know i have to go back and look at the photos there it is in the photos like before Mm -hmm. the wedding but in the ceremony, I like, don't know, actually. I should go look. <laughs> okay. So any favorite moments that we haven't talked about from your wedding? Um, probably dancing with my brother, who's my best friend in the whole wide world. Oh, um, and, and we actually captured some – no, we saw, the photographer captured some really – great and funny photos and mm-hmm. also touching photos from that. Um, and so that was just amazing. And then um, the he gave a speech and my best friend from childhood gave a speech as well. Um, and I remember, and this comes up a lot because um, my husband's fantastic and he has all these fantastic friends and just kind of came <laughs> with this big circle of people. Um, but my brother, when he was, you know, he kind of said the standard stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. welcome to the family, et cetera, et cetera. And he, uh, my brother starts crying and he's like, I'm Brian and we love you. And you come with all these amazing friends. And now, <laughs> now we have all these other friends too. And he's like ugly crying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love a good ugly cry. <laughs> From a man. From a man, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that was really memorable. I really liked that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. So you did have like, you know, you didn't have a bridal party or wedding party, but you had people doing speeches and those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Some of the traditional stuff. The cake mm-hmm. thing was actually Brian, Brian was like, we have to have a cake. Mm. That's that's what makes a dinner party a wedding. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Noted. So, so. <laughs> Good thing I'm good at making cakes. So, I yeah. mean, I could have bought a cake, I guess. But I guess. Um, 
I wouldn't have been me, right? Yeah, no. It wouldn't have been your wedding if you didn't do every single detail yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I even made like the, so the fillings of my cake. Yeah. So like I made dulce de leche for the <gasps> filling of one of my cakes. Oh. And it was like a, it was like a chocolate spice cake with dulce de leche and this mocha Swiss meringue buttercream. And then the other one was um, like a white chiffon cake with um uh, was it raspberry or strawberry jam? But like I made that from scratch. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm a psycho. I don't know <laughs> how I did all that. Would you do it again? Would you do all of that again? Yeah, I would. I totally would. Nice. Okay. Okay. So no regrets there. No, not at all. Not at all. You had a vision to have like this great dinner party and I feel like you completely pulled that off. Yeah, I think it was a success in our eyes. I hope our guests feel the same. I yeah. don't actually know because people always just smile and nod right yeah you know it's so funny I always want to put out like an anonymous poll to my guests and be like get their feedback yeah we need a post-mortem on this we need yes, to know how- exactly it would be really funny to send that to like my guests submit it anonymously and then like read them on the podcast that is an amazing idea that you should probably do for all your guests ah <laughs> oh, I love it already think you have more ideas for the pod <laughs> Um, okay. So Kelly, do you have any final thoughts, advice, et cetera, for the listeners? Yeah, I think I would just tell people, be true to yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. do a wedding that is for somebody else's, like what they like and their desires. And that brings me back to another one of my (laughs) husband's really good mottos yeah I was just telling a friend this this weekend who's planning a wedding um when you have 65 people max that's like really tight especially for me my family's from the area and stuff and he had this motto that was don't stress Kelly just when in doubt leave them out yes yes (laughs) oh my god yes yes we need that monogram to just like sent to every single bride that is currently planning a wedding he also did this really cringeworthy thing that is like <laughs> is the opposite of any etiquette book that anyone would have ever written or would anyone would read is um he made a B list and a C list. <laughs> okay, people do that. Well, he told his friend he was like Oh <laughs> he was just like upfront. He's like this is how many people that we can physically and like contractually fit in yeah. this thing or whatever. Um, if people start RSVPing, no, like you're next up. Do you, but do you even want to go? And yeah. he was like asking, cause he's like, if you don't want to go or you can't or whatever, like I'll just move on to the next one. And it's, um, a little bit cringeworthy by etiquette standards, but it was pretty <laughs> practical. Very I practical. That. I didn't employ that on my half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess as a guest, would you appreciate like having the heads up knowing that you're being considered or is that just like oh I'm on the b list I don't want to go anymore <laughs> I don't know do you have like a comment below here section where yeah. people can weigh in on people that? listeners please like send us let us know what would you feel would you still want to go if someone told you you were on the c list but I think it's easier for us because it was such a small list it's mm-hmm. not like we have 300 people and you didn't make the cut yeah yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> Uh man, that is good though. I uh I definitely did not tell well actually I don't even think I had a B list. Um it kind of Adam kind of kept saying like 
if you want them there, then we'll have then like invite them. And if you're not sure, then just don't invite them. Yeah, same idea. When in doubt, leave them out. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you, Kelly, so much for coming on the pod. I'm so glad that Anne introduced us to each other. <laughs> I know. Shout out to Anne. Yeah. You're the, you're the best. Yeah, um, she is. Um, you were at her wedding, right? I was. And is she coming on your podcast? Because that is. was like a GQ magazine. Okay. Have you seen their wedding photos? I have seen their wedding photos. And like, let me tell you, that is exactly what I wanted. Didn't get them, but Damn, those photos are beautiful. Well, it doesn't help that, I mean, or it helps that they are gorgeous people. That's true. But that's true. It, it looked like it, an editorial in a high yeah. fashion magazine. <laughs> Any juicy details I should ask her about when she comes on the pod? From my perspective, and as a guest, it was um, drama free and beautiful and everything went out without a hitch. But I'm sure... Um, I'm sure some behind the scenes drama was happening. It always does when you have bridesmaids and out of town <laughs> guests and yeah. All that. Okay, well, where can people find you? Um, so my Instagram is C Bartlett. So S E A like Seattle Bartlett like the pear C Bartlett. Um, Wait, is, and, a bar- is Bartlett a kind of pear? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> it's it's like the standard green one. That, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, today uh, I learned. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, the, I don't even think there's a bunch of wedding content on there. It's mostly filled with my puppy dog now. Okay. Well, people love puppy dogs, so. <laughs> I like to think they do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will be sharing some photos and videos of your wedding as well on um, my Instagram. So people can also check those out. Awesome. I'm at Song King on Insta, at Song Song King on TikTok, and coming soon, a dedicated Insta just for the podcast. Whenever my real job chills out a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Song. This was really fun. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you so much um i hope you had fun i know i did yeah i absolutely did and i hope you come back up here soon so we can have another dinner party oh my god 100 percent. i am there <laughs> perfect you're on the a-list yes yes i made it <laughs> bye song okay love you bye